Hello, my name is Steve Gray, and today is day 86 of the 90-Day Challenge. This week, we're growing in a lifestyle of mission through building a habit of making disciples of Jesus. As we begin, let's pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God. God, as we approach your word, help us to remember that you want to speak with us. As we listen to today's reflection, help us to learn what it means to be your disciple. As we seek to create new habits, help us to remember that your grace is sufficient for us when we inevitably fall short. Take a few moments to add your own prayers or continue to sit in the presence of God. Mission is living sent. In the same way God sent Jesus into the world, we are sent out by Jesus to love others and to make disciples. We do not huddle inwardly, hoarding our resources and isolating ourselves from the world around us. Instead, we go with the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit in us, seeking the kingdom of God. Today, we're reflecting on what it means to follow Jesus and bring others along in the adventure. Today's scripture is from John 1, verses 35 to 42. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is, the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. What I love in this passage is how simple it makes discipleship. We can hear the word discipleship and feel like that is just for ultra-spiritual Christians. However, this scripture shows us that isn't the case. Scripture doesn't have a lot of references about Andrew, but you see a few key things in these verses. First, to make disciples, you have to be following Jesus. We see how eager Andrew was for the Messiah to come. Upon hearing Jesus had arrived, he dropped everything and immediately followed him. At this time, the Jews were under Roman oppression. And they were looking for hope, and Jesus was exactly what the hopeless world needed. Second, you see once Andrew recognized Jesus as the Messiah, his immediate reaction was to bring his brother into relationship with Jesus. For Andrew, in that moment, discipleship was as simple as inviting his brother to encounter Jesus. Perhaps this was the most impactful thing Andrew did in his life for the kingdom, but it started with such a simple action that all of us can do. Our world feels very complex these days. Political battles, controversial issues creating conflict between even the closest relationships, global pandemics, inflation, and the list goes on and on. I don't know how to compare our list with the challenges of a first century Jew, but I think we all agree that people today could use some hope. I know I often feel hopeless about all these worldly challenges. But as believers, we should approach all of life's challenges through the lens of God's sovereignty and understand the Lord has been very focused on one overarching mission since the fall in the garden. God is working in the world so the maximum number of sinners will be redeemed through his saving grace of Jesus Christ. 
As believers, we can align our daily goals with God's by making disciples and spreading the gospel wherever we have the opportunity. This is the hope we stand on as believers, and this is the hope the world needs in these challenging times. So where do we start? And what can we do as believers to contribute to God's mission? What if you don't know how to make disciples? What if you just came to believe in Jesus a week ago and you don't know anything about the Bible yet? This scripture shows us two simple things about being and making disciples of Jesus. First, wake up each day and try to follow Jesus by relying on the Spirit. And second, bring whoever we can along with us into that journey. Sometimes, like Andrew, that may be by simply inviting someone to a church service or a fun event. Sometimes our role may be much more involved. I was saved in 1995 through New Life's ministry and was heavily involved in campus ministry until about 1999. I gave many people the invitation to come follow Jesus. Most rejected Jesus outright, but others started following Jesus to varying degrees. In 1997, I invited a young man named Jeffo to come bowling with a New Life group while passing him in the hallway of Bursley. Little did I know that 25 years later, we'd still be in a home group together, and now he and his wife have four beautiful children who are being raised to know Jesus. I was the best man in his wedding, and we've shared many amazing times together. In fact, a year after he came bowling with us, together we shared the gospel with another Bursley resident who prayed to receive Christ and is now on staff at New Life. He's also in my home group, and together the three of us are still on mission for Jesus. Amazing that all started with an invite to go bowling. Praise God for the work he's done in all of our lives. Okay, one last thing, and this is absolutely critical. Remember as a disciple of Jesus, our role is to do the inviting and let the Spirit of God do the rest. Believing that spiritual fruit is dependent on our skill over God's Spirit is simply pride. Thinking you're so skilled you don't need God's Spirit to make disciples, or conversely that you aren't talented enough to be used by God to make disciples is simply not true. Both of these are lies of Satan meant to derail us from keeping our eyes on Jesus and accomplishing His work. We can trust God to bear fruit with the work we do. And remember, that fruit may come decades later, well beyond your relationship with that person. We'll only truly know in heaven what the fruit of our labor has produced. So don't be discouraged if people reject your invitation or message in attempting to make disciples. Don't be discouraged if you try and you think you screwed something up. God is much bigger than all of that. Remember, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, some will plant, some will water, and some are going to harvest. And Jesus even said, if they reject you, they're really rejecting me. Let's return to the passage and listen to a particular word or phrase that the Holy Spirit might be highlighting today. John 1, verses 35 to 42. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. 
you will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. What word or phrase jumped out at you from these verses? What idea do you want to take away from today's reflection? Is there a step of obedience that you want to take today in response to any of this? Lord, thank you that being a disciple and making disciples does not require us to have a PhD or years of experience. Thank you that you enjoy using weak vessels to show your power and do more than we can even ask or imagine. Thank you that you enjoy a yielded and humble heart that acknowledges we are not skilled enough to change a human mind. But also thank you that we get to participate in your mission and we get to experience the joy of seeing people's lives changed as they learn to follow you. Take a few moments to add your own prayers or continue to sit in the presence of God. As we take these reflections into the coming day, let's remember the words of Jesus in the Great Commission, found in Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Father, help me to live as your child, secure in your love. Jesus, help me to live as you did, loving God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Spirit, help me to live in the power of God, forsaking self-reliance and putting all of my hope in you. Amen.